Hey, what's up, fuckers, and welcome to another thrilling, enthralling episode of Tales of a Shitty Indie Worker. What is up, shitheads? As always, I am Josh Cox. Oh, you want to get your name out first? You're damn right I did. You're taking the intro. I'm going to get my name out first, at least. Well, I mean, you know, save the best for last, I guess. I am Jason Hampton, as always. Uh, Hopefully you had a good week. Uh, As for the episode tonight... It is going to be completely up in the air. Uh, in the last episode, I said we're going to talk about loyalty, and the more I got to thinking about it, yeah, we'll throw it in there, but we're not going to get 45 minutes to an hour on loyalty. So, welcome to Random Shit Part 2. Part duh. Duh. Dose. What's this? <laughs> What's French for two? Duh. 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 German. Uh... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Get I was going to make something up, but no, that's not going to work. Just say something really angry in a German accent. You got it. Well, I would say no is nine, but that would get confusing when we're just doing two. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but as always, we're going to take a little break right here. Uh, just welcome you into the episode. Take a little break. Uh, let you listen to our anchor commercial, and when we come back, we got a couple things to plug, and uh, we'll get into it from there. Be right back. All right, you sons of bitches, we are back. Yes, we are. And first off, uh, we're going to plug a show in GWA, June 13th, uh, Subligna Community Center in where is it somerville that's somerville. where it is somerville georgia 95 begonia drive uh decent drive not too bad uh it's all it's nice and pretty out there yeah. uh one match to plug one match had to change okay uh, i talked about it last week uh you still have rock Zodic cameron cox Versus Luscious Luke Patterson for the NGWA Chattooga County title. Uh, should be a good match. Uh, Luke, known him for a long time. He's damn good. Cameron has got so much better here recently. I agree. Uh, so much better than the Empire days when he was running around acting like he was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember him as CCB and Refn. Over the Empire. Uh, yes, the other match that we talked about last week, uh, Hatriots versus Movement. No longer Hatriots versus Movement? For the NGWA tag titles. Uh, Luke contacted me hell, Wednesday or Thursday last week. Like, right after we put the podcast out, I was like, hey, don't plug that tag match. Hey, too late. That's exactly what I told him. I was like, I already talked about it. Why? What's up? Uh, apparently, uh, maybe double bookings for the movement. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Gotcha. Uh, I know, I believe it was March. It was supposed to have been their last show there for a while. They were going to take some time off from going down there. Okay. And... Uh, so yeah, a little switch up of some things. He told me that it's probably going to be us against a different tag team, and I'm like, I told him I was like, well, find a couple tag teams, do a you know one team or one night four team tournament tournament deal. There's three matches on your card right there for new tag champs. Or, for, yeah, for some for new interim. tag champs. Yeah. So how that's going to work out, really don't know. Uh, we'll find out once we get there, and when we get there, we're going to have a treat because Josh and I are going to take our nice little podcasting equipment, and we're going to record, talk to Luke, and hopefully try to get a word in from Frenchie, if you know Frenchie. If you don't know Frenchie, funny as hell, a veteran, been in the business, Lord, what is today? Uh, today is May, the May? 8th, May 19th. May 19th, so that means he's been in the business 306 years. <laughs> uh, no, for real though, Frenchie, funny as hell, uh, used to run the roads and tag with 
uh, Skinny Kenny Arden. Oh. So you know he's going to have some good stories. So I'm looking forward to getting down, talking to him, uh, just getting some... Yeah, just getting some dirt on some some of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a good episode. I am looking forward to that. And, you know, other old school guys down there we could talk to. Uh, Jess Wade, Mad Dog. You know, guys like that that have been around for a while. Just get their take on, you know, what they think of the local indie scene now as opposed to what it was. When they first started coming up. Yeah, when they were coming up and everything like that. Uh, also... RCW t-shirts. I hadn't talked to Tyler, but I'm sure he's still got some for sale. Hey. Uh, RCW actually had a little pop-up show. They were talking. Maybe they're going to run. Maybe they won't. Uh, apparently, they did a show, took the ring outside. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I heard they were going to do that and have maybe like a 50 fan limit or something like that. I don't know. Well, that's what they were going to do when it was inside. I don't know if um, being outside, of you know, they could just make people stay in the cars and watch. I don't know how they... I don't know how they pulled it off, but hopefully they did. I saw uh, Aiden Wright posted a little clip online on Twitter. Okay, yeah, nice. I'll have to check it out. So uh, just him doing, I think it was a big power slam that he done. But hell, Aiden, it was, you know, it was good. Oh, yeah. It was Aiden. Aiden, he lays that stuff in. So, yeah, T-shirts, uh, sizes, what was it, small Not through too. extra large? Yes, sir. So I can actually wear one of these shirts now. <laughs> you almost can't. I <laughs> kiss <laughs> <Just> my ass. <laughs> and speaking of t-shirts, I'm plugging something for a buddy of mine that I work oh, with. Segue. <laughs> Great segue. So a buddy of mine that I work with, he actually owns his own screen printing company. Nice. So all wrestlers, managers, bookers, promoters, if you are looking for any kind of t-shirts, look up this guy. His company is called Lookout Prince. I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but his name is Joshua Tycro. He is the I'm owner. Surprised you didn't butcher the first name. Oh, kiss my ass! He offers a variety of screen printing and graphic design services. So anything from t-shirts to daggum flyers. If you want to check that out, he has a Facebook Lookout Prince, and his website is www.lookoutprince.net. He has real good pricing. He's local, so you know it's not having to be shipped out overseas or anything like that. And the more shirts you buy, the cheaper it is. So be sure to check him out again. Lookout Prince on Facebook and www.lookoutprince.net. And if anybody has any trouble finding it, just shoot us a message on uh, Twitter and I'll send you the link out. Now, you are saying Prince. Prince. Like print. Yeah, like P-R-I-N. T.S. Prince. Okay, I didn't know if you were talking about Prince or like Purple Rain Prince. <laughs> so, you know, just want to make, just yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. that out there. Yeah, that, was, that could have been easily bad. They don't tell what's going to happen if they look up, look out Prince. They don't tell what they're going to find. <laughs> like people throwing fucking shoes at Prince or something. Look out Prince. <laughs> oh my God, there's glitter everywhere. <laughs> it's all purple. What the fuck? Somebody stop the damn show. <laughs> Okay, now, here we are getting into the the meat of the episode, I guess you could say, and we'll go ahead and start with the uh, start with the topic I brought up last show, uh, talk a little about little bit about loyalty. Absolutely. Uh, who should you be loyal to in the business, Josh? What do you think? Well, first and foremost, I always got to be loyal to the guy that brought you into the business, whoever trained you. And, you know, most importantly, you also got to be loyal to your home show and yourself. If you can't be loyal to yourself, then why are you in this business? Okay. I agree with you on one of those. Okay. And which one is that one? You got to think. The guy that trained me and brought me into the business fucked my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing the one you're going to agree with me on is yourself. Yourself. That is A, number one, what I was going to say through this whole thing. Uh, home show to an extent to an extent yes but like I'll talk about here in a second if you stay loyal to one show you're going to miss opportunities other places yeah I get it yep. that's why I'm saying be loyal to yourself first and foremost uh, quick story uh, I was loyal to GXW that's where I started that's where I had my first match <clears throat> Uh, March 10th, 2001. 
God dang, you're old as fuck. I am old as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, March 10th of 2001, I had my first match there. They trained me for free. They said, we're not going to charge you anything. All we ask, you wrestle for us for a year. They wanted one year's worth of loyalty. You know what? I can do a year. Right. Uh, go do my year. Do my time, I guess you could say. Right. Pay my dues, so to speak. Yeah, paid my dues there. <clears throat> you know, went there week in, week out. I think in that entire year, I missed one show. Which is not too bad. No, not at all. And, uh, yeah, so I get done with that year. And, like I said before, I was a tag team champion when I left that show. And I just up and left. I told him I was going to take a week off. Took a week off. Went, talked to him at the other show across town, which was the original UEW. Went and talked to him and decided... Yeah, this show is bigger. I got a chance, you know, more people, more eyes in the crowd. I got a chance to maybe do something, get hooked up with some of these guys here because they're a lot better than the guys that show I'm working at now. So, I'm going to move up. Huh. Or what I said, what I thought was moving up. Right. You know. uh, so, I decided I was going to do that, and I don't recommend just leaving a show. Yes, I did it, but hell that's one of those mistakes and regrets that I talked about a couple weeks back <clears throat> right exactly they're coughing on the podcast again this is three weeks in a row you can you kiss my ass about me coughing it's a natural bodily function I don't know what you expect me to do I understand you, you shit your pants other you should have got that on recording I could have dog grass about that <laughs> that would have been funny as fuck <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Can I take a drink or are you going to bitch about that, too? Well, I was about to take a drink, but I'll let you go ahead and go okay, first. Okay, you keep maybe talking that'll, about... Maybe that'll calm that cough down and you won't... Don't fucking choke on your drink, either. Okay. That would suck. Just keep talking, I'll drink. <coughs> <laughs> All right, but, uh, yeah, seriously, what was I talking about? Loyalty, right. Uh, I did my year... I was loyal to that show like I promised him I would be. My year was up, and I got out of there as quick as I could. Uh, no offense to the, any person at that show. I wanted to get better. I wanted to be better. And you just didn't see any other opportunities of getting better while you are at that show. Understandable. Well, I've always been told if you want to be better, go to a show where there are people better than you. If you go to a show and you can look around and you know you're the best person on that show, the best person on the card, find another show to go to. Because if you go and you're the best, you can be big fish, small pond all day. Which is honestly kind of what I wrote myself into more than once. Not being the best, but big fish, small pond and not leaving, not trying to venture out. Right. But... I mean, you go to these shows and you walk in and first night, you know, you get done and people are coming up. Oh, you're so good. Oh my gosh, you're the best. You're fucking great. Uh, great match. I hadn't seen anything like you come around here in forever and blah, blah, blah. And you know, this might not be the place I need to be. Because if you're working better people, you're going to try to raise your game to those people. Exactly. Whereas you're going, you're working down, you're going to kind of, okay, well, I don't have to work as hard to be the best one here. So I'm going to slack off a little bit this week. And then the next week you show up, I'm going to slack off a little more. And then the next week, yeah, I think I'll put uh, I don't even want to put gear on tonight. Can I just go out there in my jeans? You know, and I mean, it's, hell, I can't say much. I'm wrestling in damn Dickies shorts right now, but. Hell, it kind of fits with what I'm doing, gimmick-wise, just being a... I mean, there's, there's a fine line between just being lazy and not want to buy your own gear and work and your gear and whatever you're wrestling in pertaining to your character or gimmick. Well, it's not like I show up <clears throat> and just change shoes and go out there and wrestle, which right. I've seen guys do before. I've seen that, too. I mean, I've seen a guy walk in, take off some muddy-ass work boots, put on a pair of... Not even shooters, you know, just put on a pair of old tennis shoes, go out there, wrestle, come back, put the work boots back on, and be like, well, see you boys later. <laughs> and, you know, leave. 
And I'm just sitting there the whole time like, did this fucker really just walk in, change shoes, and now he's leaving? I mean, you just... Oh, now see, I'm off on a whole nother tangent Mm. about gear and everything right now. Well, we'll make that a future episode or a segment. A segment, segue, you know, whatever. Uh, Back to loyalty, though. If you go, like I was saying, you go to this show, you're the best person on the card, you're going to slack off. You're not going to work as hard. And you're not going to... Hell, you're not going to put forth as much effort. That way, if somebody good does come in, you're not the best person on the card because you've done... Bullshitted your way through it. And, hell, you probably forgot half your moves because you go out there and do the same match over and over again. You don't have to raise yourself up to try to match or try to, you know, beat whatever you're going out there against. And if you're in the locker room where you're the one of the best people there and you're not getting the criticism that you need, you don't have somebody coming to you and say, hey man, it's a good match, but hey, why don't you try working on this or implementing this into your move next match? Or instead, why don't you try to slow down your pace and then build up to fast pace? You know, if somebody's not coming in there and you know giving you some ideas and pointers, you're not going to think to try to do anything in your next match. Like you said, you're just going to work the same match. Right, right. And like you were just saying, the criticism. If somebody gives you criticism, take it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think of it as, oh, they're just trying to be an asshole. They don't, well, who does this fucker think they are telling me how to wrestle? You know, I've been, hell, like I said, March of 01, I had my first match. Here it is, 19 years and a couple months later. I'm still telling people, hey, watch my match. See what you think. What mm-hmm. can I do? What can I do? What didn't I do? What should I do? Yeah, and it's, it's to the point to where, there's a lot of assholes in the indie business nowadays. If somebody doesn't give a shit about you, they're not going to take the time to say, hey, this, watch this or watch that. They're not going to care. They're going to go, oh, bye. So if somebody gives you criticism, they're doing it for a reason because they want to see you grow and they want to see you get better and they want to work with you. Well, or if you go out there and, like, there are certain people that are at shows. Like, for instance, Gabe Walters, uh, Andrew Oziak, whatever you know him as. Uh... That dude, uh, me and him have been cool for a while. You know, I met him uh, before he even had anything to do with the local scene around here. I think he used to wrestle wherever it was that he was from, or he was in wrestling and had something to do with it wherever he was from before he moved down here. Right. Uh, He started coming to Empire. Uh, We met, or I met him, and, you know, just cool dude all around. I always got along with him. And, uh... He's one that he's not going to bullshit. Like, when we started this podcast, as soon as we got done with the first episode, I sent it to him. I'm like, dude, honest opinion, what do you think? And, you know, he sends back, he gives feedbacks. You had too much dead time and you said, um, too much. We're trying to work on that, but I say, um, in normal talk and it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Well, you try to get this man to tell you a story, he'll start five minutes later, pause for about 20 minutes, and then finish the story. Sometimes Amir... His his wife has to say, "Hey, are uh, you gonna finish this damn story, Jason?" I'll take an I'll take an hour to tell a damn five minute story, and that'll just be like yep. I'm doing, like I do with this. I'll start talking about something, then something else will come out, <laughs> and you'll and get distracted. Like, okay, get back on your original point, Jason. And I'm like, shit, you're right. And the ums, like I said, that that's just me. I can't have a conversation with somebody without. And then, uh, 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 mm, you know, just one of them kind of things. It's not even, hell, it's an involuntary reflex almost. I'm just so used to it. But, uh, like I was saying, he is, if he's at a show, I know he won't bullshit me. He'll be straight up. He'll tell me, this move looked good. This move looked good. This looked like shit. Uh, hell, it's like this past week I was trying to workshop a, new name and uh i sent it well you know i texted you about it and i texted a couple other people i text him and i'm like hey man how's this sound he's like it's been done before like Mm -hmm. okay but how recently he's like buddy murphy like a month ago i'm like shit i didn't (laughs) serious but i mean it never really they never really did anything with it but yeah it's the fact that it's been so recent people be like Oh, he's trying to copy off the dude. I'm like, shit, are you serious? No, that that can't be right. And then I think back and I'm like, you know, I do remember them saying something about that now. Fuck. We'll workshop some shit together and figure something out. Well, it's one of those 
we'll watch wrestling, but hell, when we have wrestling on, how much do we actually pay attention unless it's a pay per view? Hardly ever, and it just just actually all it really depends on the people that's working. Like if I see Cesaro or AJ or something like that, yeah, I will watch TV. If I'm watching Buddy Murphy, you know, <clears throat> like if it's the same with freaking Lashley or Lana or you know certain females, I'm just like okay, let's let's just see what's going on on Facebook. Right, and so you know. Don't really pay attention. We'll watch. If we see a cool move, we'll rewind or, you know, try to find a clip of it or something. Yeah, here it is. It's either pay-per-views and AEW when we get the chance to watch. Well, hell, we record. We'll record AEW every Wednesday. And then a month later, we'll have, like, four or five episodes ready to watch. And I'll just be like, we're never going to watch these. Just delete them all out of the DVR. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, always get somebody somebody who will give you fair criticism, not somebody who's just going to be like, well, that was shit. Okay, why was it shit? It just was. Because you fucking suck. You know, you don't Can want you somebody like that. No, no. You don't want somebody like that. You want somebody who's going to be fair, honest. Like, hell, the last time I was at a show with Gabe, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go out here and watch you guys' stuff. He's like, all right, you know, feedback. So, hell, I sat out there with my phone. I brought the notes up. You know, had the note notepad open on my phone. Watching the match. I saw something. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, hey, that looked really good, you know. Or, hey, that looked weak as shit. Fucking put some force into it. Right. Uh, hell, even the other team that they were working. I put stuff them. down. I put stuff down for them. And I'm like, hey, guys, hope you don't mind. I was watching. He wanted some, you know, feedback. I noticed this about you guys, too. And luckily, the guys that were working were a couple good kids. And I've I've worked with one of them a couple times before and done shows with the other one. So, you know, they know me and they know I'm not going to bullshit them. Right. So they were very receptive and listened and everything. So everything was all good there. So, yeah, you know, get the feedback, get better. And... Back to loyalty again. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to loyalty, guys, I know, and we've talked on this in a couple of episodes, if you are booked for a show, show up. If you can't make it, at least give enough time to where you can be replaced and let the promoter know. But if you get to the point where you're constantly having an excuse every time, oh, I can't make it, this is going on, I can't make it, that's going on, you're not going to get booked by that show. And definitely don't no-call no-show. Not only does it affect the booker, it affects the guys wrestling, it affects the whole show, because when you're having to scramble to find a replacement, it's, <clears throat> you're doing a disservice to the business when you do that. Well, the only time I would ever disagree with you is if I'm going to go to a show just to hang out, and you no-call no-show, and I get to take your place. Then, no-call no-show all the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> I'll take your spot every day, every week. Okay, uh, one of the last things I'll say... Uh, well, not one of the last things. Hell, I'm, hell, we've got 21 minutes on loyalty already. That'll that's a lot more than I thought we were going yeah, to. Yeah, I ain't even got into the to the good stuff to the meat of the story. I was going to tell. Let's get the meat. Uh, why I say be loyal to yourself. I was when I went to UEW. I got put into a tag team. Uh, it was me and Jerry Anderson. Uh, I've told the story, you know, going to North Carolina and all that stuff. Open your pay in the locker room. Right, right. Well, we went to a show down in Rome. Uh, I know you've heard people talk about uh, Dillard's down in Rome. Yes. We went to this show. We get booked on the show. We go down, it it was me, Jerry, and Andrew Alexander. All three got booked down at this show. The first time we got booked was all three the same week. Uh, the first time we went down there was just to hang out, meet some guys, one of their training nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, yeah, y'all come Saturday. Uh, we'll get y'all in. We go down there. We go. We do a, uh, I think it was a triple threat match for the tag titles, our first night down there. Uh, of course, we go under. Naturally. Uh, I don't remember if we were the ones that got pinned or not. 
But I know we go down there. It was us against uh, HCP, uh, which, you know, still runs around here local. It was us against them. And the guy I was talking about a couple weeks ago, Nick Rampage. Yes. Him and his tag team partner, Jason Phoenix, who was wrestling as J.P. Magnum, who apparently was arrested for hit-and-run vehicular manslaughter or something. Oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah. That's one of those. I saw that. I'm like, holy fuck. Damn. Uh, so we go down there and do that match. Triple threat. Boom, boom, boom. I do a nice... Uh, Springboard turnaround crossbody from the apron to the floor. You know, all great shit. Good match. They're like, guys, that was fucking great. We want y'all to come back. Uh, give us our pay. We go to leave. Didn't open in the locker room, did you? Well, it was just a... Actually, I think this was before that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Continue. I don't know. It was a $5 bill. That's all it was. You know, handed to us. You know, like, flipped it off the roll. Here you go. Flipped it off. Here you go. We get out there and we're going to leave. We stopped at, I don't remember if it was a fast food joint to grab something to eat or if it was a a gas station or something just to grab something to eat on the road or what it was. Jerry's like, man, I can't come down here for five bucks. I can't do it. It's, you know, it's too far of a drive. I can't make it, you know, five dollars. I don't even put gas in the car. And I'm just like, yeah, five dollars. It's you know, it's a little low. Okay, we won't come back. Man, that show was a gateway show. Yeah, I mean that was y'all's first show for 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 that. I mean it's that's natural that y'all wouldn't get paid that much for your first show. Well, it's not <laughs> just that, but like I was saying, that show was a gateway. Uh from that show, Andy got hooked up with Kyle Matthews, the Hollywood brunette tag team that they had that went fucking everywhere. Uh, fucking uh, Lamar Phillips was down there, you know. Uh, Ray Gordy. I mean, there was a lot of good, really good fucking talent on that show that was able to go places that, you know, could have probably helped out getting us into other places. But the fact of oh, well, I can't just get paid $5. And me just thinking, okay, well, you know, I was, this was the tag team, so I guess if he's not going, I can't go because it was the tag team. So we go back up. We just keep working UEW. Uh, boom, booms, bam, bams, few tag matches. Uh, they come to us and... Uh, Jerry and Rawhead Rex had started hanging out more. Well, somewhere in there hanging out, they decided they wanted to form a tag team. So you got kicked to the curb. So basically, they split us up. Jerry turned heel, starts tagging with Rex. They do one or two more shows at UEW, and then they left and went to Dillard's. Yeah, but fucking kidding me. I wish I was, man. Yeah. So they left, went to Dillard's, and I'm just sitting out in the cold like, what What just happened? You know, why did that, how and, wait, what? Are you fucking serious? And, uh. Damn. Yeah. And then that's when, it wasn't long after that when I got hooked up, uh, hanging out with Ben and them. And so, I mean, that was good for me, getting me other places here and there and shit like that. But just the fact of missing out on the Dillard's experience because of that. And then for him to, oh, I don't want to go up there for five bucks. Yeah, we can't go. I'm not going to go down there for five dollars. But I'm going to take another tag team and go up there anyway. We don't need to go to that show. And then, exactly, him just going, doing another tag team. I mean, it was one of those, that's when it hit me. It's like. Okay. Gotcha. You ain't gonna be the Lord of me, but I'm gonna be the Lord of myself. That ain't gonna happen to me again. I ain't gonna let anybody do that to me again. And 
so you know be loyal to yourself don't be loyal just to your tag team partner because that shit could backfire on you and also go into like if you know you're about to get screwed by a tag partner and you're being booked at a new show as a tag team if they say hey I don't want to go back down there for this much or I don't want to go down there for this reason if you still want to go down there I'd find a way to contact the promoters yourself like hey this is what's going on I still want to come down here and work with y'all I think it's a tremendous opportunity. If you'll still have me, can I still work? Well, that's another thing. I didn't know at the time, you know, like I said, young in the business. Didn't just think you could approach... A year and a half, two years, not even. Didn't think you could probably promote, approach the, the promoter it, that way? No, it wasn't even that. It was uh, not even thinking, well, what if we negotiate? Go down there and talk to him, you know. Hey, can we get a little bit more? I mean... At least her gas, yeah. Hell, if it was one of those things, I'd have thought about it. Hell, I would have gave Jerry my five dollars and let him make ten. I would have went down there for nothing for a little while until we started making more money. I mean, it didn't bother me, you know, not getting paid to do a show. Hell, I'd been wrestling for a year and a half, never got paid hardly, but a couple dollars here and there. So I mean, it wouldn't have hurt my feelings none. <laughs> right. And so that was one mistake: being loyal to a tag partner. You know, try to be on the same page at least. If you're tag partner, like right now, me and Eli. If Eli gets a chance to go to a booking, if they don't need me, they don't want me, that's fine. Let him go. On the flip side, if I get a chance to go to a booking, they don't want Eli, don't like Eli, I hope he doesn't have any hard feelings for me going to this booking. Uh, just like the Pipe will show. Uh... There's a heat between Eli and a guy up there. So Buzz was like, hey, we'd prefer it if it's just you and not Eli. No okay. No hard feelings on my side. Uh, Eli had no problem with me going up there. You know, there you uh, go. Anybody, anybody that knows Eli is calm, chill, cold demeanor. Yeah, Eli doesn't care. Okay, they don't like me. Fuck them. Fuck them, okay. We'll, we'll find a show. I mean, basically, I've said that about shows before. Hell, they don't want me there. Fuck them. You can go all you want to. Exactly. All right, so, got any other juicy, meaty stories on loyalty? You want to switch over to another random segment? Oh, no. We'll get a little bit more here on loyalty real quick. Don't be loyal to vagina. So I said that a little wrong. Don't be loyal to ring grass. Well, another one of those that I made the mistake of. Not. What is that? Oh, I know what's going on. You hear that too? Yeah, I hear that. I don't know if you can hear that in the microphones, but uh, my daughter is about to graduate from fifth grade. And they're not going to be able to have a fifth grade graduation because of Fucking everything going wrong. So they posted a video online of fifth grade graduation, uh, like a best of fifth grade year thing. And apparently, they're watching it. her and my wife have just watched that, and they are both boohooing in the other room right now. Didn't walls or not, man? You still hear it. Uh, you could hear that through some concrete walls. She wailing in there. Mm -hmm. Lord. But yeah, anyways, uh, ring rats. Be loyal to the woman you marry. Don't be one, Don't be loyal to random, I'm going to sleep with this chick for a month or two and then, you know, never talk to her again. Right. Oh, we can have a whole segment, a whole episode on some ring rats. <laughs> I know you've got some stories. I've got a couple myself. I have no <laughs> stories. I have never touched a ring rat. I Thank never you said much, you. Joshua. <laughs> I just said you had stories. I didn't say whether you did or did not. <laughs> no, another one. Uh, woman I was with. Damn. You stepping on frogs or what the fuck is that? I don't know what the fuck happened, man. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, basically, whenever she got sick of wrestling, I was supposed to be sick of wrestling. Whenever she didn't want to go to wrestling, she didn't expect you to go. Exactly. I know who you're talking about, so you don't got to say it. I think yeah. anybody that's only going to be listening to this probably know who you're talking about. Right. But yeah, that's how it went. Whenever she was done with wrestling, I had to be done with wrestling. So, 
you know that hi honey my lovely wife has come to grab something to drink real quick <laughs> that is our next cameo of that that's episode. our cameo of the week hey at least she waved she said hi everybody now she said, fuck you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those type things where if she didn't want to go to this show, I couldn't go to that show. If there was someone on that show she didn't like, I was. You was I better not be caught near that person. Even if somebody just said their name and my name in the same sentence, it was, you know, hell when I got home. Dear Jesus, man, I'm so glad you're not around that shit no more. Oh, me too. Definitely me too. I mean, that was bad. And me being as young as I was when she and I got together, I didn't know any better. I'm just like, oh, this is going to last forever. Oh, yes. Until she decided, oh, she wants to go hang around wrestling again because she wanted to find the next guy she wanted to fuck. Yep. That's what it was. Ring rat. Where's the cheese? Oh, good God, that was... Whew. Okay, let's get off that subject. Okay, next subject. So, like I said, loyalty, be loyal to yourself first. You know, find you a good... Find you a home-based show that you can go to if anything else... You know, if something else falls through, be loyal enough to them to where you can go back and forth and them. Is anytime you want. And them not get upset if you're like, hey guys, I've got this chance. Would it be okay if I miss this week to go up there? And most promoters, if you've been loyal to them and they see that you have an opportunity, they're going to want you to be successful. So, of course, they're going to let you. Well, because the more successful you are, then you come back to that show, people are going to be like, oh, I'm look, I hey. saw this guy on that TV show. Exactly. Yeah. I saw this guy at that show, and he's going to come here that's closer to me? Yeah, let's go see, see him. him. So, Gets more buzz for the home show. Exactly. So in a way, so, it's a win-win. So find you a good home show, be loyal to them, but also be loyal to yourself, and don't miss out on opportunities just because you either want to be the top dog at your little show or, you know, something like that. Now, on to the next subject. Josh, you got anything else you want to talk about? What you got on your mind this week? <sighs> Let's see. I think we got enough time to squeeze in funny moments in the business. Tell me what's probably one of the key things that stand out to you that you've experienced in the rest of the business that's just made you laugh your ass off, whether in the ring or in the back. Something that's made me laugh my ass off when it comes to the local scene? Yeah, the local scene. Like, anytime you've been in a ring, anybody you've worked with, I already got my guy. Oh. Okay, well, you go first, because I have a feeling it's going to be the same story. <laughs> it may be. I don't know. Okay, anytime I'm working with this guy, or if I'm if he's on the same show, he, he I don't think this guy has to try. He's just so naturally funny, and his name is Warren Sanders. God, I love him. I love this man so much. He is so damn funny. I remember I was refing a match between him and Oreo. And I think it was like a Street Fighter or something. But just the, just the small things he does. Like, okay, they're outside. They're brawling around the concession stand. There's a little table set up. He's got a kid in those stage. Oreo's head's on the table. He's like, I'm about to kill your ass. And he hits the side. He's like, oh, I should have killed you, but I didn't. I'm just going to save the trouble. It's just the small little things. And there's one fan in particular that comes to pretty much all the shows. He is my mentor in the wrestling business when it comes to reffing. My mentor, Jeff the Ref's wife. <laughs> oh, my God. He gives her hell every time she's out there because she's one of those fans that will give every heel some hell. Give some babies hell, too. And he'll come off with some shit. It's like, why don't you change your damn shirt? Why don't you take a shower before you come at me? You know, he just <laughs> cracks me up, man. Such a funny guy. Oh, like, I mean, for sure she needs a shower. That's oh, yeah. the bad thing. Oh, yeah. When you get done, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, when you started talking about Jeff the Ref, I thought you were going to talk about one of the times when his wife like either pissed or shit herself at the shows. Oh, I did not know that. Seriously. No. Okay. 
Uh, the Ringgold show that no one ever likes to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I was working there. Uh, you know, he has a, or he had those like theater chairs. The yeah. Nice soft plush. You fold down or, you know, pull the seat down, sit down in them. Oh God. Oh, she saturated one of those one night. Mm. And then sat there the rest of the show, never got up. Ah. Until she was going to leave, and then she left and went out, and then it was like dripping at the bottom. Oh my god, that is disgusting. I would have threw that damn chair out. It's all attached in a row. It's theater chairs. Oh shit, so, oh damn, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how they got it clean, or if that was like her assigned seat every time she fucking came. And... You're gonna sit right here, bitch. Right. <laughs> Don't touch another damn chair in this building. I would have banned her. I would have found a way to unscrew that damn chair. I mean, unless there was a way to replace the seat Sit part. Hard. I don't know. If you could take it off, put it on another one, or how that would work out. But yeah, that was... Uh, that happened at that show. And then one night at Empire, she shit herself. And the only reason I know this... Is because after the show is over, she goes and she's standing by the locker room door waiting on Jeff to come out. And you could smell it. So instead of doing the smart thing, going to the bathroom, trying to clean yourself up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, throwing your shitty underwear away and just making it home and putting new drawers on, you know. Or take a shower, for God's sakes. Well, it's them, so you know she's not going to shower. She's just going to put some new drawers on. But, yeah, she uh standing right by the door, so anytime the door would get open, you know, the breeze that comes in when you first open the door, yeah, you'd smell it, and then you'd walk by, and you'd smell it as you're walking by her, and you're just like, oh, my God. It was, God, it was horrible. Man, my nose is fucked. I, uh, uh, I, I can't even think about that. But now I did not know any of that, and that is fucking... Whole. It's disgusting, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, see... It's it, so her, too. Now, the story I thought you were going going to go with, and you went with Warren, which was, you know, great, because anytime you can talk about Warren, it's a good time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I thought you were going to go with the uh, story about when your boy shit himself in the ring. Oh, fucking A, <laughs> shit! <laughs> And uh, by your boy, I'm talking about uh, Corey Dye, Zach Dye's older brother. You can't say big brother because Zach's still bigger than he is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a tag match. It was Corey, Corey tagging with Dion. Dion, yeah, he was still tagging with Dion at the time. They were doing the uh, Impact on Demand. Well, he was wearing uh, Dion's yellow tights. Was it yellow tights or white tights? No, it was just yellow tights. Okay. It was yellow tights, a black design on the side. Well, Corey decides he didn't want to wear his boxers under the tights, which you should never do anyway, so good job for him not wearing boxers, because wearing boxers under tights that bunch up, you can tell you've got boxers on underneath. Guys, buy compression shorts, wear under your shit. I wear Dickies shorts, and I still wear compressions and my singlet and the Dickies shorts. Uh, hell, it holds your balls in place. Yeah, you don't want your junk flapping around in there when you're wrestling. I mean, another funny story. Ben Thrasher does a nice big leg drop, didn't have his compressions on, sat on his nutsack in the <laughs> middle of the ring, doing a leg drop. You know it's true, because as soon as he hits, he rolls over, he looked at me and said, I sat on my balls. <laughs> 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 okay, but back to Corey. Yellow tights. Yellow tights. Didn't wear anything underneath. Nothing because... at all. No, nothing at all. Because we told him, don't wear those fucking boxers under those. It looks like shit. So he took it as. So he takes them off and he, you know, goes through the match. And then after the match is over, you notice as he's leaving, there's a streak in the back of them things. He's like. Oh, no, no, they're not. No, no. And, of course, I don't uh, know if it was Chad or Oreo. I think it was Chad that picked him up. Chad picks him up over his, his shoulder where he's bent over his shoulder. And ass holding, right there. And holding and, him until he can't get up. Oh, and there were pictures taken and posted online. On Facebook. There I, is a, a shit streak right down the middle of it. And he legit shit himself in the ring. 
And granted, it's happened before. Oh, I'm, he's not the first and won't be the last person that shit himself. No, himself. he's not the first. He's not even the first person I've ever seen shit himself in the ring. Uh, hell, Hogan shit himself in the ring before. Punk shit himself in the ring. You heard about Hogan shitting himself. Have I you heard think, that story? I don't think I've heard that story. <laughs> Andre stepped on him. Oh, yeah, I did legit. hear that story. I remember that. Yes. He legit steps on him and Hogan shit himself. Well, man, if uh, Andre stepped on you, you'd probably shit yourself, too. Even if I didn't have to shit, I think I'd shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> I've been cosplayed for two days. Thank you, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> and Andre, no problem, boss. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Corey... Still to this day, he denies it. He's like, "No, I didn't shit myself. No, it wasn't. It wasn't shit. It was just. Well, it well, was just dirty." Well, see the story he tells me. I don't know if he's told this to anybody else. He's like, "Well, I got IBS, so that probably could have done something. I think I was in the corner, and they did a clothesline in the corner. And I think it just messed up my stomach, and I think that's what happened. So his story could change from time to time." But no, see, he's never told. I've never heard that story because he always still. The last I heard, he's still denying that it ever happened. That he didn't shit himself. He doesn't know what we're talking about. Right. Uh, hell, what's some other funny things we've seen? I'm sure there's fucking plenty. Oh, I'm sure we can think of it if we uh, got down and really did it. But yeah, anytime you're in the ring and Warren's in there, God Almighty, that man will. Like as a referee, I mean, I'm at that point to where I, I, I'm always professional. But when Warren's in the ring, it's so damn hard for me not to break and laugh my ass off. And I'm sure it's the same for some of the guys that's worked in the match with him. I know he's broken Oreo in a, in a couple of matches with him, and it's just he it's just, he's got such good energy. Like I don't know if this man's been uh, been anywhere other than the local area and probably wrestling down in Florida where he's I think he's still living at now. But my God, I don't I don't care who you are, man. Book this guy, man. If anything, he will give you entertainment from the minute that bell rings to the minute you walk out that door at the end of the show. Uh, I don't think he's done a lot outside of Chip Show. Really? Uh, yeah, I think that's where he... I think Chip trained him there. And he's got natural charisma. Oh, definitely. There was one night he came. He was sick as hell. Uh, you know, just laid up in the corner. Caliber's head. Uh, he had a hoodie on. A hoodie. He was... I swear to God, he had the flu or something because he was freezing. He was... You know, it was hot in that building. He had a hoodie on. He was curled up in the corner. Talked over very little in his match. Uh, his music starts. He takes the hoodie off. He kind of shakes his head. He's like, <sighs> and he goes out doing his thing. Has a match. Great matches. He always has. Mm-hmm. Gets done. Gets back to the back. And he just like collapses back in his seat. Gets his hoodie back on. And he's there until he left. I mean, he could... He could turn it on, turn it off. He's one of the... I mean, one of the old school workers. Damn right professional. Yes. Reminds me of a story I heard about... I think Ben told me the story about Kurt Angle. How, like, you know, this was after, you know, his, he had his neck problems and stuff. He, oh, yeah. He would have a match. He'd be in the trainer's room, ice all over his body, two pikes on his neck. He's just laying there in pain. Uh, a worker or somebody comes back, hey, Kurt, the kids are here to see you. Jumps up, cracks his neck, goes in there. Go sees the kids, you know, about an hour, hour and a half, autographs, shakes hands, comes back and collapses back on the table. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I heard that story before, too. It was, a, yeah, it was autographs, kids' autographs, and then doing the same thing. They said, you know, he'd be hunched over, like, drawn up like that, and then it'd be time for him to go out. You know, at TNA, he'd rise up on that yeah, platform. He'd be down there as soon as that platform would start going. He would just kind of like throw his shoulders back, stand up. So you could hear everything just crack all the way down. And then he'd go out there, do his thing, come back. And and uh, there was a show, benefit show for, I think it was Sonny Daisy High School. Mm-hmm. A while back. And it was not long after uh, Nick Densmore had been released. Oh, yeah. By mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, of course, Densmore was Eugene. Yes. Great fucking guy. Man, Great. He was the same way on being able to turn it on and off like yeah. that. He was sitting in the back, uh, cutting up with the guys, talking shit, you know, uh, a few bad languages here and there, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what the conversation was, but some 
fucking this, fucking that, assholes, dicks, bitch, vagina, you know, whatever the hell he was saying. And then uh, all of a sudden they knock on the door, the promoter knocks on the door, sticks his head in, uh, hey, uh, Eugene, you ready? He looks back at the guys, he's like, hang on a second, guys. And he goes up, you know, he did the thumbnail and the thing, like, uh, yeah, I'm ready, guys. You know, just that quick turns it on. Uh, does the whole whatever he was doing with the kids going out for autographs at intermission, whatever it was he was doing. But as soon as I was over, he comes back to the back. He's like, "All right, done with that shit for now. Where were we, guys?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but for him to create a character like that, and for that character to get so fucking over like it did, man. Like, I remember when I was watching him, I was rooting for him in any type of match he was in. I just, I, I loved the character. The character was great. And it, it really it resonated, and it really got, it inspired a lot of kids. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just to see, I mean, there's, I don't like to say the word. Right. That R word. Of course. Uh, you know, they're, Plenty of people that come to shows that are that has some, you know, disabled. I guess yes. would be the best way to say it. <laughs> we've got two. Uh, we got two guys that come to chip show all the time that I love to death. Exactly, love Mick. Those today. guys, man, they're there. They don't care if you're a good guy, if you're a bad guy. They'll cheer you. They'll boo you. They'll cheer and boo who they like. If you're a, if you go out there and you bust your ass, they know you busted your ass and they'll like you for it. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter. I go out there, and hell, when I'm healed, I'm the biggest fucking asshole you've ever seen. My match will be over, and they'll they'll be looking at me. They'll be booing me, and then smile at me while they're booing me, like boo, boo. I really love you, Jason. Boo. You know, one of them kind of things. I mean, it's great. These guys, I mean, they're awesome. There's, uh, Lord, two or three that are always there at a lot of the shows, always sitting together. I mean, they're great guys. Absolutely. And, you know, definitely inspirational to all those guys. Uh, the one you were talking about, Mick, we run into him, him and his mom at Walmart one day. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and, uh, and, hey, Jason. And, you know, he saw Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. And we sat and talked to him for a second. And, uh, his mom was talking that uh, one of the shows, they let him kind of get in and manage. You know, letting him do just a little bit. Right. Come out with one of the guys and not really interfere, do anything in the match, but, you know, just kind of like slap the mat, get the crowd involved. Of course. You know, one of them kind of things. Which, you know, that's awesome. That is super awesome. So... Oh, Lord. Okay, well, I don't want to get cut off on this one. We're getting close to that 60-minute time limit. TV time long. remaining? Uh, no, TV time remaining is only about eight and a half minutes there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go out there. Whenever the shows open back up, support your local shows. Yes. <clears throat> don't worry if it's a good guy, bad guy. Cheer for who you want to. Cheer for who you like. You don't have to be, you know, oh, he's a bad guy. I'm not supposed to like him. He's a good guy. I'm supposed to like him. Hell, if you don't like him, you don't like him. Exactly. And back to what you saying, sporting your local shows. You know, during this whole time with this coronavirus and everything that's been going on, a lot of these independent shows, they've been struggling. So go out there, buy your guys' shirts. You know, go in there, you know, pay for the tickets, buy the concession stands, anything you can. It goes a long way. Hell, if they do run. a 50-50 raffle, you're going to... Get gonna, that ticket. Yeah, get a few tickets. You know, yes. throw... $13 a pop. Hell, 2 or $3 <clears throat> at least. Yes. I mean, shit, if you win, you get your money back plus maybe a dollar or two extra. I or mean, you get free tickets to the next show. So, I mean... Well, the 50-50 is when they, you know, sell the tickets, split the money between you and the house. Right. So, I mean, hell, you pay a dollar for a ticket, you get a chance to win 10 20 bucks. I mean, hell, that's pretty sweet deal and it helps to show out hell that ten dollars they get from it they can buy you know pack of hot dogs a case of cokes Coach and have some concessions for the next show exactly because those can even if it might not seem like they have a lot of concessions at certain shows it is expensive 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, hell, if you've ever been to Sam's, you know, just getting stuff for your house, it's $100, $150 easy. And that's not even a full full week's worth of groceries. It's just the bulk stuff. <clears throat> so, hell, buying it for a wrestling show, you're going to spend a good two, $300 easy on concessions. And then if you only sell $100 worth, hell, that other $200 could go bad with before the next show. Exactly. Again, so go back to that. Buy, buy the tickets. Also, if during intermission, if, you know, the workers, if the wrestlers are having their little merch tables, if they've got them set up, go out there see what they got. Throw something in there. Buy their T-shirt. Buy their wristbands. You know, pins, anything like that. Support your guys. I mean, yeah, definitely support the guys. Whatever kind of merch they have, buy it. Show your support. Uh, hell, even if you are a worker, hell, if your buddy's selling a wristband for a dollar, hell, buy a damn bracelet for a dollar from your buddy and, you know, let your kid wear it to school and they're like, oh, that's cool, where'd you get that? Oh, I got a wrestling, you know, and they're like... The only dollar. Right. <laughs> So that kid will go to the show and, hell, maybe they'll give you buddy a dollar for a wristband that they can have. I mean, hell, I know I've paid, I pulled my money out to pay for a wristband before and they're like, nah, just take it, free advertisement. So yeah, support your local guys, support your local shows. Uh, get out there when it's safe, do something. Uh, come to Summer Bowl. You know, watch NGWA. And what day is that, Jason? June 13th. June 95 Begonia Drive, <clears throat> Somerville, Georgia. And again, RCW has t-shirts, small to extra large. Get in touch with Tyler, see if you still got some. And again, if you're wanting to get shirts, check out Lookout Prints on Facebook and online at www.lookoutprints.net. Hey, you got through that without fucking it up. Good hey, job. I didn't fuck it the last time. You kissed my <laughs> ass. Oh, but yeah, seriously, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode tonight. A bunch of rambling on about random shit. Uh, probably going to name this episode Loyalty and Other Random Shit. Sounds like a good name anyway. Sounds like a really good name. So, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you'll be back with us again next week where we will talk about... Uh, hell, who the fuck knows? I think these random episodes are kind of taking off for us a little bit. Yeah, we've been getting a lot more views on these, but I promise you, once things start getting, you know, back to normal, we'll get more guys in here to do episodes with. Well, we got a list of guys that are wanting to. I'm going to try to figure out how to how to do a uh, Skype call or something and record it for a podcast, because a guy from... Lord, I think he's down in Alabama somewhere. I don't know. He said he wrestles all over. I talked to him about doing it, and he's like, yeah, sounds good. I'll reach out to, I'm going to reach out to Zach Dye and see what his schedule looks like and see if he can. Yeah, we're going to get Zach on here. We'll get Drew Game uh, eventually. Got to get Ben Thrasher on here, too. Yeah, Ben, Johnny Viper, uh, my buddy John, he's still wanting to do it. Uh, it's just all about trying to get together. Get the right time. Whenever we can, exactly. Uh Hell, long three-day weekend for me. I might try to get somebody in here this weekend to record where we ain't got to worry about it next Tuesday. We'll have it in the can ready to go. Yeah, we'll have a can. We'll just post it. Sounds good to me. Or hell, try to get an episode or two in, you know, however we want to do it. Hell yeah. <clears throat> but guys, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, support your local show. Support us. At shit indie eighty three at shit underscore indie eighty three. Don't be plugging somebody else's Twitter now, Jason. Who else is gonna call themselves shit indie eighty three? Somebody. <laughs> so maybe it's an indie race car driver. I don't know. Yeah, at shit underscore indie eighty three on Twitter. Hit us up if you just want to say, hey, we like your show. Hey, we hate your show. Fuck you guys. We like you guys. Or if you want to book either one of us, me for wrestling, Josh for reffing. Either way. Uh, check out the last match that I had on Chris Cronk's YouTube channel, on the uh, the Blue Channel Wrestling Mixtape. Great. Uh, Josh refed all those matches that are on there, so you can see what he can do, see what I can do. Uh, hell, a lot more of my matches are up on the UEW Fanatics page. Just go on there, and anything that says Jason Hampton, fucking look at it. 
As always, he's been Jason Hampton. He's been a dickhead. He's a shit talker. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, I'm Jason Hampton. I'm Josh Cox. Uh, peace out, fuckers. We'll talk to y'all again next week.